Well, uh, blessed people, I'm speaking directly into the mega conference going on in Kisumu. I'm speaking directly live into the mega conference that is currently ongoing in Kisumu. And I want to begin by, first of all, blessing uh, the senior deputy bishop, Charles Guerrero, who is uh, the presiding bishop who has organized all this in Kisumu and the entire clergy that is there. We have the Blessed Senior Archbishop, the Honorable, the Right Reverend John Nitunda, and then we have the, the General Vasir, the Right Reverend Amos Wandera, and then the Senior Most Deputy Archbishop, the Senior Right Reverend Wesley Rechi, and many other senior clergy sitting in there, including Professor Rewe DPC himself is sitting in there. So I'm speaking directly into the meeting in Kisumu, and mine is to bless you at this time, to send you the blessings of the Lord, and to make you understand that the Lord has spoken with me about the glorious coming of the Messiah. So your conference, the mega conference in Nyanza in Kisumu, is taking place at such a time when the Lord Almighty has already spoken now very vividly clear about the glorious calling of the Messiah. And in that conversation that the Lord has heard with me and with the church, consequently, the Lord has come out very clearly on the matter of preparedness, the need for the church and the nations to be prepared. So you are really having this conference, this enormous conference, in Nyanza, the Kisumu Mega Conference 2022, right within the backdrop of an instruction that has come from heaven that the church now needs to be prepared and the nations need to be prepared for the glorious coming of the Messiah. And so this is the time at which now the Lord Almighty is asking you to focus to be very, very deliberate in your focus and intentional in preparing a holy bride, a holy church, for the glorious coming of the Messiah. And so right away before I share with you on this very particular instruction, I want to share on the message the Lord gave me this night. I see someone who is totally blind. She is totally, I don't know why I said she, yeah, but it looks like it's a she, but someone who is totally blind, Total blind, absolutely blind. And then the Lord spoke by voice and said, He says, he, The Lord said in the dream by voice, God the Father by voice this past night. And He said, Her eyes were totally dead. Her eyes were totally dead. In other words, she had dead eyes. Eyes have died. Totally blind and uh, sealed. I could see also the the, the, the seal in the eyes. I mean, they, they, she was not able to open, he or she was not able to open the eyes, he or she. And so, and then the Lord, by voice, said her eyes were totally dead. So those are dead eyes. This is it, even the first time God the Father has spoken with me by voice on this matter uh, uh, of uh, dead eyes. The eyes being dead by voice. And then when the Lord brought his servants to gain contact with this tremendous uh, son or daughter of the Lord, 
the eyes opened, the eyes popped open, and the person was able to see now. Then the Lord again by voice said, look, her eyes was totally dead. It looks it look like a lady, totally dead. So, in other words, the Lord is saying that there's going to be a lot of healing. The anointing is raised because we don't even live in Nairobi anymore. The anointing of the Lord is raised. The latter anointing that was promised in the Bible is right now uh, percolating in the church, vibrating in the church, vibrant in the church, and shaking the church, turning the tables in the church, and cleaning up the temple courts in the church. The latter anointing is right now reigning over the body of Christ, over the nations. And this becomes such a prime time to hold the conference you are holding and to receive instruction from on high, instruction from the Lord on how you should minister before the Lord. I want you to know that this conference is taking place at a time when the Lord has now promised more healing. You have seen the cloud of God. I called God the Father, my friend, Yahweh, and he came to Kisumu. He came and settled over the tent. So this is the time at which you are now holding this conference. It's as though the Lord is calling you afresh. The Lord is calling you one more time, owing to the gravity of the hour, the gravity of the moment. And the Lord is now calling you at this time to go back forth and prepare for the Holy Church at a time when He has instructed that the Messiah is coming and the church needs to be prepared and the nations. And so, I am coming to you live, having heard the voice of God the Father this night. That is quite astounding that you can hold a conference at a time when I have heard the voice of God the Father himself, the one that takes people to heaven and takes other people to hell. I have heard his voice, and then he sends me to speak with you live in this conference, the mega conference in Kisumu. And I want you to celebrate that conference. I'm told more than 200 healed of the healed of the Lord are in assembly. I want you to celebrate the visitation of God, that the Lord has chosen you to be the ones, the foot soldiers, to be the witnesses, the ones that get to witness this tremendous visitation that was promised in the Bible. However, allow me raise this question a bit. I know that with regard what the Lord has said about the blind eyes, many blind eyes are going to open in the land and even abroad. Those who are tuned in, many deaf ears will open, many creepers will walk, blind will see, deaf will hear, mute will speak, paralytic, lame, even people in hospitals. Even HIV now, I cast the virus that causes HIV that you may be set free and go back to your doctors and test negative. And I know that owing to this conversation the Lord has had with me, tomorrow I'll come before the church and decree the healing anointing of the Lord to be able to cover all those that are tuned in all over the land and abroad. The Katian home program that we're having tomorrow has healings of a cripple in Rwanda and a cripple in Uganda. So there is no boundary to the decree of the eternal blood of Jesus. It has no spatial limitation. However, allow me raise the following question to you as you, you prepare to celebrate that we may celebrate in context. 
we may have a perspective, even as you celebrate that conference. I told the blessed senior archbishop that he should allow you just to celebrate one senior bishop after the other, reading a scripture and worship going higher and higher because of the goodness of the Lord, how he has been good to this land and this church of this age. But before you go into that celebration, allow me to put everything into context, as I've said. The Lord is calling you at a time. At what time is the Lord now calling you and gathering you there in Kisumu to observe that conference? He's calling you at a time when, if you look at the church today, the book of Isaiah chapter 29 says the following. Isaiah 29, I'm reading verse 13, it says the following. It says, Isaiah 29, 13, it says, Therefore says the Lord, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That is the time, this is the kind of time at which you are holding this very important pivotal conference. The conference of clergy, the conference of bishops, the conference of all pastors and ministers of the gospel in Kisumu. At a time when we know it too well, and you know this, that right now the world has stolen away any concern and consideration that is due the Lord has been stolen by the distractions of the world. They are totally distracted now with the world. This is the time at which now the Lord is calling you into this mega conference in Kisumu. He's saying that when they come to worship Him in this day and age, they are coming to church, but their hearts are outside. This is the time when the Lord is calling you, blessed people, the clergy, senior most that are gathered there in Kisumu. And the Lord is expecting that in your manner of ministration, you are going to be able to right those wrongs. You are going to be able to bring correction to that, that their heart may be totally consumed for the Lord again. The Lord is calling at the time, blessed people, when people are ashamed, they are ashamed of Christ, and they honor their friends first before Christ, meaning public opinion comes first. This is the time at which the Lord is calling you, whereby now people, they look at their wealth, their status, their education, their, their citizenship is American, I'm German, I'm British. They look at other honors first before they can prioritize the honoring of Jesus. It's a time when people cannot tolerate any shame on behalf of Christ. We know that Christ Jesus was put to shame on the cross on our behalf. And we know that the first church accepted to take shame on behalf of Christ for the sake of the gospel. But we live in such a time when people cannot tolerate any shame for Christ. In fact, they are ashamed of Christ. They honor their profession first. They honor their friends first. They honor their wives or husbands or children first before Christ. 
This is the kind of backdrop, the background within which the Lord is calling you to this conference that you may be able to resharpen your ministries. You can see now, you are in trades full. You are now duty-bound to correct all this that is happening before the Lord at the last hour. This is serious. This is such a time when people confess to live, to live as Christians. They confess to love, to love Jesus by their mouth. But they don't allow Jesus to take control, take control of their hearts. Can you imagine the challenge within which you are being called? You are a different crop of priesthood. You are a different crop of pastors. And I know that you know it too well, that with all the ranks of deputy archbishops, senior archbishops and so forth, the highest calling is the pastor. And so the Lord is calling you to shepherd, to pastor his sheep at a time when people confess to loving Christ, but when you examine them, they don't allow Jesus to take total control of their hearts. You are being called in this conference today at a time when we have undercover atheists. People are essentially atheists hiding inside the church. This is serious. You are being called at a time when people do not want to commit fully to their salvation, to the salvation of Christ, they profess to serving God, to service to the Christ, to the Messiah. You are being called at a time when they prefer to do a bare minimum, just a bare minimum for the Lord, and focus their energies and attention to other things. Do you now understand the backdrop and the challenge at which you are being called today. It's as though the Lord is calling you in Nyanza afresh today. It's a time when people prefer to give their money to church, but not their hearts. At a time when they are consumed with looking and seeking, they are craving for human acceptance at the expense of Christ. They are craving day and night for human acceptance at the expense of Christ. They are, you are being called at a time when the Christians are craving for the world to accept them. They are looking for status and not Christ. They are seeking the approval of man, the approval of the world. Do you now understand that today the Lord is calling you afresh? In Nyanza, God is calling you at a time when the churches are busy showing off their status. Look at how much money we gather this year. We gather so many billions this year. Look at the new building we built this year. And yet, they are not seeking the presence of God in the church. They have no presence of God, and they are instead showing off status. And they are well. Look at who is in our church. Oh, we have such a high person in our church. This is the time at which God is calling you the clergy of Nyanza. When the churches and the pastors and the denominations, they want to show you how many 
hospitals they have, how much money they gather. They want to show you who the, the who is whose who are coming to their church. And yet, they don't care about whether the presence of God is not in the church. This is the time at which God is calling you, the clergy of Nyanza. He's calling you at a time when people are lukewarm. Today's Christians are lukewarm. They lack the fire of redemption, the fire of the Holy Spirit. They lack the fire of salvation. The Lord is calling at a time when the church itself is headed to hell. Can you imagine? It's as though the Lord is calling you afresh today. Uh, if you ask me, today is the day of your calling the bishops, the senior pastors of Nyanza. He's calling you at a time when the church fears persecution. When there is an intense love for modernism, modernism in the church. He's calling you at a time when a little trial, they have abandoned Jesus. And the Lord expects that you are the one going to correct this in the manner of your conduct and in the manner of your ministration. Remember the turban of the high priest was very huge and tall and people could read from afar holy unto the Lord. You are the one being sent out with such a turban as an agent of spiritual change to a dying generation. You are being called at a time when they openly celebrate homosexuality, lesbianism, LGBT, abortion. They openly parade the streets fighting for their right to abort a baby. This is the time when sin is being celebrated publicly without a single blush. This is the time when God is calling you. Can you imagine the calling? The Lord is saying that He's calling you at such a time when there is lack in the church. The Holy Spirit is not in the church. When the Christians, they choose, they pick and choose what scriptures talk well to fit their sinful life. They choose the scriptures that don't harm them, don't hurt them, so that they can get a comfort zone. They choose and pick what laws of the exacting law of God they should obey. Can you imagine what a calling you have? You are being called at a time when the church has stored up for herself treasures on the earth, not in heaven. The Christians are storing up treasures on the earth. You are being called at a time when the church has her own form of righteousness. Not the righteousness of God, her own form. If you go to Australia, you get one type of righteousness. You come to Kenya, you get another. USA, another. Europe, another. Asia, another. Africa, another. At a time when the yardstick of God has been handled grievously, corruptly, that is when the Lord is now calling you. You are being called at a time when holiness is not popular. When the devil has entered the church with all manners of intrigues. Sometimes comedians are ministering at the pulpit on a Sunday service to make people laugh. The church has become an entertainment center, a club where men go to look for a girl 
or where women go to look for a man. This is the time at which you are being called the church in Nyanza, the clergy in Nyanza. You are being called at a time when people don't, they don't fear to lie at the pulpit. When liars are standing before God and lying openly, without fear. When people don't love God deep in their hearts, not at all. They trade it off. If you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 1 in finishing, as I bless you. In Isaiah chapter 1, if you have your Bible there, which I know you do, he says the following, and I want to read real fast because this is not my day. This is your day with the blessed senior archbishop and the clergy and with the senior deputy archbishop, the one in charge of Kisumu City, Charles Gero. One of the senior most bishops in this church when the Lord just brought us and just landed. He was already a bishop. So now, in Isaiah chapter 1, he says the following. The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Those are four kings. That tells you that Isaiah was prophesying across the reign of four kings. And he says, a rebellious nation, verse 2, Isaiah chapter 1, Hear me, you heaven, listen earth, for the Lord has spoken. He first calls the attention of heaven and earth to be witnesses to what God is about to say. This is tremendous. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. Look at that. The ox knows its master, the donkey's owner's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. What to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great. A brood of vipers, children given to corruption, they have forsaken the Lord, they have spanned the Holy One of Israel, and turned their back on Him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you perish in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole body afflicted. From sore, from sole to your foot, again, from the sole of your foot to the top, the crown of your head, there is no soundness, only wounds and wet wounds, wells, oozing of path, and open sores. Not cleanse or bandage or suits with olive oil. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners. Right before you, laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. Daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard. Like a heart in a cucumber field, like a city under siege, unless the Lord had left us some survivors, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. And then verse 10 he says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Then he now says they are Sodom. 
Really, even the level of immorality there was unbelievable. He now calls them Sodom. Listen to me. This is the instruction of our God. You people of Gomorrah, meaning they were now synonymous with Gomorrah. The multitudes of your sacrifices. What are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough burnt offering of rams and fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you? This trampling of my courts. Stop bringing the meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals, in other words, the feasts of Israel, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands to pray, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many of your prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. I'm simply reading Isaiah chapter 1 to emphasize to the conference going on in Kisomo the conditions under which God is calling you today. And he says, wash and make yourself clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Then I can jump to verse 25, where it says, if you begin from verse 25, it says, I'll turn my hand against you. I'll thoroughly purge and remove all your impurities. Verse 26, it says, I'll restore your leaders as in the days old, days of old, your rulers as in the beginning. Afterward, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Listen to verses 27, 28, and I finish. He said, Zion will be delivered with justice. Our penitent ones with righteousness. But rebels and sinners will both be broken. And those who forsake the Lord will perish. Why am I reading this to you? The conference that is gathered in Kisumu, in the city of Kisumu, in Nyanza. The senior clergy that are gathered. Why am I reading this to you? Because the Lord is calling you at a similar time. You see, the children of Israel, they were very busy offering sacrifice before the Lord. They were standing before the Lord, offering sacrifices before Him. They were reading the Torah. They were reading the Talmud. They were reading the Word of God on a daily basis, on every Shabbat. They said, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Everybody, you may say Shabbat Shalom. 
שבת וברכה, מצוין, שבת שלום, everybody was congratulating themselves observing שבת and reading the Talmud, reading the word, the word of God. And it sounded מצוין, excellent. מאוד מצוין, very excellent. And yet, God was not in their hearts. Could it be possible that the Lord is calling you also at such a time when people are busy reading the Bible in the churches on a daily basis, but they cannot hear God? The voice of God is shouting to them, repent, repent, the Messiah is coming. But they are busy lifting up their hands and offering sacrifice before God. Could that be true? Could it be true that the Lord is calling you in the similar time? Isaiah came to them to tell them what God is saying. But they were too busy for God. They knew the Talmud. They knew the Torah. Torah very well. In Hebrew they say, they own Mishriyan. Very excellently. And they were congratulating each other. They were saying, Mazal Tov. Mazal Tov. Congratulating each other for reading the word. Understanding the word very well. And yet God was speaking with them and they could not hear. Could it be that the Lord is calling you also at such a time when the Lord is now speaking to the nation? The cloud of God has come. God is speaking to them using his prophet. But they are busy mastering the Bible, reading the Bible, reading the Bible. Could it be true that man can read the Bible so excellently and fail to hear God? Hey! He said... Stop those sacrifices. When you lift up your hands, I don't hear, I don't listen, I don't hear you. This is the kind of time when God is calling you. When the churches are so busy reading the word, reading the word, they say, Mitzriyan, Mazal Tov, congratulating one another. And yet God is speaking with them and they cannot hear. When God's own people have fallen, Inside the church, this is what I read for you in Isaiah chapter 1. God's own people who are reading the word of God, they are headed to hell and they are not aware. And God is calling upon them and they cannot hear. They are too busy mastering the scripture, the Talmud, the Torah. Could that be true that this is what's happening today? They are going to theological colleges to master the word. They are busy reading the word in their churches, but the Lord has come in the cloud. God has sent his servants and say, repent, the Messiah is coming. Could it be true that they are mastering the word of God and, and they cannot hear God? This is what was happening here in Isaiah chapter 1. And this is the background under which God is calling you also. So you have to go and bring that correction in the church. I bless you eternally with eternity and revival and good health and provision. I put forth 24 baskets before you today. I bless your children. I bless your churches. I bless your regions. I bless your eternity in the glorious kingdom of God. The kingdom of my God in the mighty name of Jesus. I have sealed you there today in the kingdom of glory. Thank you.